Good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's Action Results Show. I'm your host, Michael May. I hope you had a wonderful weekend and enjoyed the sunshine or even perhaps the rain and make the most of the situation you are in. Well, I started Mission Monday because I want to develop a healthy habit for myself. One of that habit is to regularly I record a podcast and this week's Mission Monday for me is to uh, go out for a walk for 30 minutes every single day. That's my mission and I want to develop that as a healthy habit. So tonight's topic is on creating a habit and how to make that stick. So as a coach, our goal is to influence a result from you by those who are being coached to take action. If they don't take action, it means that our coaching for that particular strategy didn't work. So we go back to the drawing board and try again. So tonight's topic, I want to discuss a little bit more about habits and the biology and physiology around that. Every action we take is determined by a thought in our mind. So before we do anything and everything, we have to think through the process. Sometimes it's automatic, Um, But it does go through our brain first and into the action we take. Uh, Sometimes good automatic reactions like uh, the knee-jerk reaction, for example, is a a muscle response uh, to an automatic situation, which is very important. It still goes through our brain. It goes through our our home brain, which is a faster reacting than going through the thought process of our frontal brain. So if we go through that, that process of a thought, we need to break it down even further into brain cells. Now, science is still not 100% certain in every aspect of our brain, so there are lots of things that we still don't know, but physiologically we know what a brain cell looks like, and we also know the function of a a brain cell. And the brain cell doesn't retard as uh, as easily as other cells. So other cells in our body, our skin cells, nanocells, they get um, replaced and replenished. But our brain cells do stay with us for a very, very long time until brain degradation occurs in something like Alzheimer's. So with the brain cells, I think you could Google the image of it, so I won't go into too much detail about it. However, what usually happens is there's a cell body. Uh, there's a, a string um, of a cell length that stretches out and that string attaches itself or connects itself with another cell body. So it goes from one, one body, information gets transferred that, that string, the axon, it's an electrical signal. At the end of the axon is a synapse where uh, it releases chemicals. So it gives us information to the other cell to say, okay, this is what we are doing. This is what we want uh, to do. And these are called neurotransmitters. And these neurotransmitters often have uh, different um, aspects. For example, dopamine is a a, a heavily researched neurotransmitter where it um, helps with uh, feeling elated Bring lots of um, energy. So that's where taking drugs can influence 
your thoughts um, and things like that. Um, having dis-ease, disease, can cause uh, certain uh, things to happen as well. And that's where uh, some people may feel depression um, and they may uh, take uh, drugs to, to fix that. So it is highly recommended that if you feel that you're not more, not in getting disease, then you should go out there and seek professional help uh, from your, your doctors and, and let them guide you to, to recovery. But today, we're talking about habits and how that forms. And part of the, the process with the brain cells is that the brain, or us in general, or even nature in general, always takes the path of least resistance. You know, taking the electrical signal, the path has the least amount of resistance, um, more electrical signal will go through. The more resistance that goes through, it stops. Even the flowing of water, you can see this in nature. If there's a blockage somewhere, the water will divert to somewhere that's more free-flowing. So we always take the path of least resistance. And what's interesting with the, um, the brain is, in order to create le less resistance, and this is the neuro part, uh, the electrical pulse, pulse part of your, your brain cell, the axon, that there's fatty tissues that will surround that axon to insulate it, to make it easier uh, for signals to go through. So that's a path of this resistance. So how habits forms is that with these, these are what we call white matter in, uh, in the brain. So when you look at the um, images of the brain, you've got gray matter and white matter. And oftentimes there's a lot more white matter because a lot more of these fatty tissues are insulating that cell to make it um, the path of least resistance. So strong memories are formed because more and more uh, fatty cells are covering that axon, that string that attaches to another cell. So that's the pathway of your thoughts. So how this fatty tissue wraps around or why it wraps around it is through repetition so if i'm thinking the same thing again and again and again the the body the brain signals that okay that's an important thought so i'm going to wrap it around with fatty tissue because that's going to be our path of least resistance something else that helps make that decision by the brain to say yep let's wrap it around is a strong emotional trigger with that neural memory or pathway. So that's why, unfortunately, trauma happens because it's a strong emotional attachment to that memory. And the, brain's, the brain doesn't know whether it's a good memory or a bad memory. It doesn't have that ability um, to, to dictate that. So because there's a strong emotional attachment to it, lots of chemicals are released at that time. The brain says, oh, that's an important uh, memory to us, so we're going to wrap it around with lots and lots of fatty tissue. So we call it myelination. And when that happens, you're getting a stronger and stronger memory from that. So depending on where you are or how old you are, a lot of people still remember 9-11, uh, uh, that tragedy that happened um, in, in the U.S., and a lot of people still remembered 
what they were doing. Um, for some people, they even remember the breakfast they had or even the dinner they had, what food they were eating, because there was a strong emotional attachment to that tragedy that your brain just remembers. So part of forming a habit then requires you to have a strong emotional attachment to that process, to that thought process, and as much repetition as possible. So I highly recommend a book uh, to read is Atomic Habits. So whenever we want to create a, a healthy habit, we want to make it um, the path of le uh, least resistance as possible. If it's a brand new action that we take and we haven't done it before, requires long-term application of that process in order for us to create a, a memory or a system uh, to make it into or turn it into a habit. So you can imagine, let's say my, my desire is to walk 30 minutes every day. Now to make that habit as easy as possible, I want to have a trigger that allows me to say, yep, I'm doing this, so I'm doing the next action. For example, for people who like to floss their teeth, they may do it before they brush their teeth, or maybe after they brush their teeth. So you're gonna, everyone knows that we should brush our teeth every single day, no matter what, you know, since we're young. So that has become a habit of ours of brushing our teeth every single day. Now, if we add, want to add flossing to it, then we either do it before we brush our teeth or after we brush our teeth. Because now it forms a new trigger. Brushing my teeth is a trigger. So as soon as I finish brushing my teeth, I'm going to grab that dental floss, rip a piece out of it, and start flossing. So now you've formed a new process with an old habit, now becomes, over time, your new habit. And that's where you want to maintain that. Because forming a new habit is very hard, it takes a lot of time, but breaking a habit is easy. Again, our body is used to the path of least resistance. Okay, I'm not gonna brush my teeth for the next few days. Oh, I haven't done it in a while, it hasn't hurt me, so I'm gonna continue not doing it. It's the least resistance. It uses the least energy. Our body, remember, during if we look at evolution, um, our body is trying to conserve energy because we don't know when our next food is going to come from. So it's important to grab grasp into that. So if I want to change my habit of taking a walk for half an hour every single day, then I have to form a habit with my, my trigger. So what will trigger me to get out of the house and start that walk? So it could be as simple as putting on, uh, or taking off my pajamas, and putting on my work outfit. So I want to make that process as simple as possible. Okay, I'll put my pajamas next to my bed, so then I'll have my work uh, workout outfit next to my bed. So once I get out of bed, I take off my pajamas, and put on my workout outfit. Once I put on my workout outfit, the next trigger could be, okay, I'm going to put on my socks and put on my shoes. And the next trigger for after putting on my shoes is I'm going to step out of the front door. So unless you have a huge emotional 
positive when lots of dopamine is created to get you early out there and do some activities, it may be a drag to think about that process. So we don't want to think about that, that problem. We just want to think about the simple process. What's simple? Putting on clothes is simple to us. It's almost second nature to us. Putting on our socks is simple to us. Putting our shoes is simple to us. Taking one step out of our door could be a simple process for most people. And that's all we need to trigger as a habit. Put your foot out of the door. Put your foot out of the door every single day. So I may have not gone out there and done 30 minutes of walking on the first day, but as soon as you feel as though, okay, there's a bit of resistance, that's fine. Stop it, go back into it, and get it where back to that process again the next day. Because what you're trying to do is improve on what you did from the previous day, step by step. So if I put on my shoe, put on my socks, put on my shoes, I take one step out, I've made an improvement. The next day, I'm going to put on my socks, put on my shoes, and take two steps out, and that's an improvement. Maybe I challenge myself on the third day and take um, many steps to maybe the letterbox of my house. So we challenge ourselves one part at a time, and that will form our habits over time. The biggest misconception out there is habits form at around X amount of time. Habits form at an X amount of time. And that's simply not true. Habits can take seconds to form, or it may take years to form. And that's the thing. It's your emotional attachment and your repetition that allows you to form that memory and that path of resistance. So if you can do that every single day and keep it up, it may mean it take you a long time to create that pathway. Another example is, let's say you've moved house. So you're used to driving a certain way. You might get out of your house, turn left or turn right, you keep going, the first street you turn right, you keep going. So you're used to that pattern. And often the case, unless we consciously change it, or consciously, consciously uh, put thoughts into our motion, or our action, we may drive somewhere automatically with us having us realize it until maybe a street or two down the track and say, oh, that's not the direction I'm going to take. I need to take a U-turn. I need to do something else. And that's the same process with our mind. Sometimes we get so into the automatic process of it that the break the habit takes conscious effort to constantly remind us we're going to do the new path, we're going to take the new path. And it takes time to form. So that's it for me tonight. What's a habit that you want to, to take on? Or what's your mission for this week? Is it something you want to accomplish? Is it something you want to do? Please send me a line to hello at michaelmay.co. Uh, I love to hear your thoughts. I love to uh, speak to my listeners and hope you had some great enjoyment out of the podcast tonight. Stay healthy, stay safe, and thank you for listening. Bye for now.